welcome, 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 everybody. Welcome to a new podcast, helping you to take charge of your career, maintain authenticity, learn about how to be a working parent. This is going to be so much fun. My name is Shannon Gregg, and I am so excited to introduce you to a brand new podcast based on the work that Elizabeth Rodriguez Dennehy started with her seminal book, Can You Afford to Ignore Me? And it was born out of conversations that we had around those who need a roadmap, some guidance, or just some general advice on being their best true personal and professional selves. We are so happy to have you on this journey and welcome you to our very first conversation, How Do I Take Charge of My Career? Enjoy! Join us as we help you to make your way through these muddy waters of living in the corporate world. So Elizabeth, we're so happy to be here with you today. I know, um, and this joint venture is just really very exciting for me. I have to share with all of you that it's been a learning experience working with Shannon. And when we met, I remember her, her comments about really trying to figure out how is it that you young people particularly can get a feel of where they go next and that was part of the conversations we had at the beginning of meeting each other and and so it's a good start it's a fundamental start and a lot of the work I do is really about helping people do the most important thing for for taking control of their career. And that is making sure they know where they want to go. Where is it that they want to go? What is it that they want to do? Right now, young people and entry-level professionals are going through a very difficult time. There's We find more stress and more uncertainty. And so it's more important than ever to figure out how do I take control, right? And so taking control has, uh, in, in, in my experience, five steps. And what we want to do today is interlock the experiences we had to give you in this 30 minutes a roadmap. And so the first thing you want to do and make sure you start to think about is where do you want to be in the next three, five years? And 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 I know you're entry level or mid-level. So you're starting and you might be saying, I, I don't know because I'm a very young professional. But here's the question. Here's how you play with this. What do you like to do? What makes you feel really energized? In the work you're in right now, whatever you're doing right now, what are the things that you're learning that are really significant for you? What are the things you don't like? That's informing you of what you want. And so the, I, we cannot follow the next step unless we know where we're going. It's, it's almost like we want to help you define the, the final route in your GPS. Otherwise, you can be in your car driving to many different beautiful places, but never getting to the end, to the place where you want to land, right? And so first and foremost, I invite you, we invite you to start to think about how is it that I start to understand where do I want to be in five years, three years from now. And again, not job description. What are the things I want to be doing? Because as soon as you start to understand that, things will start to become clearer to you. Do you agree with that one, Shannon? <laughs> I do agree with that one. I definitely agree with that one. And I think that when you and I have had these frank conversations about how our careers unfolded, and that was one of the things I hadn't done. I had not ever put out a career road map. I just trusted in the fact that all of the people who were above me would recognize 
recognize and notice my good work and it would just push forward that way. So exactly what we're trying to do right now, which is to help people to understand how they want to put their career in one place. I wish somebody had told me, think about what energizes you and put it on a roadmap. Elizabeth has this lovely series called Home Salon where she invites people to come in and talk about these challenges. She's really got her finger on the pulse of what people need. Um, Please put your questions in there and, and we'll address them throughout this webinar live. Well, we very happy to do that. And so, so Shannon and I, when we discussed how our careers evolved, figured out one thing. We really did not have a map. And, and, and we had good intuition. We had good mentors. And we had sort of a, a, a some idea. But, but we would have liked to have more guidance from the very beginning. So number one, where do you want to be in the next three, five years? Okay. And the questions are about what is it that makes you excited? Start writing them down. I guarantee you this works like a gem. Now, number two, once you know, and you start to become familiar with the things that really you enjoy and things that are not really important to you. This is one of the things that I love about going out to work after we go through college. We have all these ideas about, you know, what is it that I really like? And when we do them, some of them, we don't. We actually feel that that's not what I expect. And so we say to ourselves, you know what? This is not really something I want to do. Am I stuck? And I'm telling you, no. This is what happened in that moment. You became much more intelligent about what your passion is about. So that's a golden moment. Never feel that's a defeat. So figuring out where I'm going. And then number two, who are the people that can inform me whether this next step is what I need? And then before you go, reaching out to them will take you step by step. Make that list, list of people in the organization, list of people that you know, um, maybe even professors you had if you're entry level that were very much involved in the business world. So Number two is what I call detective work, trying to figure out through people's information, insights, and experiences, whether there is an alignment between what you think you want to do and what they're telling you. Because if you're smart, you're going to add up one-on-one and you're going to say, oh, John just told me that what I think is going to be great for me is going to take longer. That's, a, that's one consideration. Or it's going to require more study. Or it's going to require learning a second language. And that's gold for you, right? So we are putting together a plan. First, where I, go, where I want to go to who can inform me about whether that's the right path for me. Did you ever have a chance, Shannon, to go into that experience and just sit down? That's, I think, what helped me immensely. I was always asking. But I wonder how it happened for you. So I'm glad you asked me that question because a lot of times what I did was ask people, how did you get to where you are? And um, I try to take those learnings and focus them back on myself to say, okay, well, I recognize I didn't have that same experience. I entered this industry a little bit later than other people. So how can I accelerate myself so that I can catch up to where everybody else is so that I can get to where I want to go? And so while I didn't make a cognizant effort the way that you're describing, which is to identify those key concepts and competencies that I wanted to attain to, I did hone in on the idea of asking other people. And wow, they love to share. Yeah, that's one thing I want you to also, and we 
both agree on this. Don't assume that senior people are unreachable. No. That's what I tell you, 20 years of experience. I have yet to meet a CEO or senior VP that does not ask me the following question, maybe 10 minutes after they get to meet me. Why is it that they do not come knock on my door to share time with me? And I always answer because they think you're in that corner office, which you are, and that you don't think that they're worth the time because they're so new, they're still learning, and so they you, you're unreachable. And if there's one thing I want, we want to let you know, because Sharon seeked out, I'm sure, advice from as many people as she wanted, and she couldn't care less whether they were senior VPs or CEOs, or she was just eager to find out. And they told her, so did I. I would just ask, and I would say, explain to me how you were successful. Intuition, right? You don't have to just follow your intuition. Now you can have a plan. And so number two, in terms of getting to know people, is to be fearless, is to really know that what you're doing is good for you. And here's what's really important. It's good for top management because they're you're, they're in front of someone interested in getting to know more, committed to learning more, and curious. And this curiosity is, is very important in the world we live right now. So we're in number two step, again, repeating your roadmap, where you want to be, people that can inform you. Does that make sense, Shannon? I think it makes perfect sense. And I would just encourage everybody, and, and you know this well because you know me well, but one of my favorite things to say is, if you don't ask, you're at no. And if you ask and they say no, you're in the same place. So gather up your courage and knock on that corner executive's door and ask them if you can have a meeting. And if they say no, you're no one. Not for now, right? <laughs> <laughs> Not for now. That's the sales part of, see, that's the, Shannon brings this really wonderful piece for all of you to observe. In sales, shyness is not compatible. That doesn't mean that you are not prudent. And she she walks that line beautifully. And that's why this is very exciting for me to work with her because that's a place where I would like a lot of people, men and women, to see. You should not shy away. It doesn't mean you have to be bashful or pushy, but, but you can assert yourself through the process. And sales, particularly complex selling, requires that. And she's masterful with it. So number two, you want to get to know people that can inform you. And number three, once you do that, what you want to make sure you understand is as you're asking and as you're looking for this information, how well do you know or understand your competencies? So number three, and this is really about you making that internal assessment. Do I really know what's my strengths? What are my strengths? So I really, really, really think about um, what, what is it that I do really well? What are areas that I need to improve? I'm good, but not really in my game. And what things really are not good for me? As many of the people who work with me know, technology is not my friend. It's not my foe, but it's not my friend. And so that's why I, I, I walk around, my pack is full of people who are technology savvy, because that's not my strength. My strength, people skills. My strength, making sure I can help people move forward. And so, and I assess that all the time. It's never over. But unless I look at what I'm good at, my goal, where I want to go, and my conversations with people, 
are not going to be fully aligned with what I can do. And that is critical. Make sense, Shannon? I think it's totally critical. You go through that one too, yes. self-assessment, looking at yourself and figuring out what you want and what you don't want. And I think I think there are a lot of times we feel pulled, especially if you're coming straight out of college or if you're looking at having, if you're looking at re-careering. So if you're moving from operations into sales, or if you're moving from finance into project management. So when you're standing on that precipice, when you're making what's essentially a lateral move is understanding that alignment. And so I think what you're saying cannot be underscored enough, making sure that your strengths, your abilities, and where you can pull in your network to fill in, how are they aligned? And that is so critical. And you know, the, the 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 concept of that lateral move and competencies go hand in hand. So here's the other part, and that's food for thought for you who are uh, here with us. Don't ever think that at once you define where you want to go and people give you insight. One of the things you might get is start to get or take as many lateral moves as you can. And people have a, a huge confusion about lateral work. Um, depending on your goal, it might be the most important thing you start to do. Learning the business from all different segments of what this company is about. Marketing, sales, technology, customer service, procurement, um, uh, manufacturing, right? And so lateral moves are very, very powerful because they inform you of how the business is done in different business models, right? In different business units. And so if I know that I want to continue to be in the world of IT, let's take an example. And I have a list of people in the organization I'm working with who I know are very important and significant for me. And now I'm looking at my competencies and I feel, you know what? They really are aligned to this industry. Then you are really... completely under control of your professional career. This this is how you start to say, I'm in control, they're not in control. Does that make sense? I think it's such a key identifier because, you know, I talked a little bit ago about my early career and I felt like they were in control. So I felt like I was working my hardest, doing my best, putting in those 12 hour days and assuming that they, the ubiquitous they, whoever they are, would say, (laughs) wow. She works so hard. Let's promote her. And and once I figured out I was in control, I was the author of my career book. Wow, did it change my perspective and frankly, my activities. And, and what you do. And so the, the point of waiting and having them define your career is exactly that. And that's what's going to happen to you. You will wait for whatever they give you and they'll give you whatever they want. And and what we're saying is there's a completely different path. So where do I want to be? What do people inform me? What are my competencies? And then when I look at my competencies, one of the things we want to emphasize for you is asking for feedback. I just read a great article, Jen and I were sharing it. And it's saying, you know, for, for millennials and for the entry-level professional to ask what we call robust feedback. Not how am I doing to hear that I'm doing perfect. That makes no sense. Tell me about how do I grow more? Why is it that I did not see that problem? Tell me more about how is it that you see me grow? The feedback that is about helping you become the next great Uh, Feedback, this is a quote I use all the time, is the breakfast of champions because it's really about getting a good understanding and how do I do this better? I love my evaluations when I'm done with the program because it informs me. It informs me if I've been too loud, too bouseful, or 
to lull to, you know, or, or that I've been really great and it's worked beautifully. So feedback, absolutely critical. Now, Shannon, in your world, which is very intense, how does feedback work? Such a good question. You know, I, had a, I had a really good boss who said to me one time, not one time, he said it several times, feedback is a gift and it really is a gift. And I think once you can open your brain to understand, and I think we've heard that term constructive criticism too many times, it still has criticism in it, which feels right. bad. And as soon as somebody says criticism, you, you get defensive. Right. Yeah. But when somebody gives you feedback, Feedback, that gives you the opportunity to see how somebody else really sees you. Mm-hmm. And whenever I ask for feedback and I ask everybody at every role, did I come across clearly? Am right. I being too aggressive? Right. Am I turning you off with this style? And and I've gotten used to, it's not even having thick skin. It doesn't affect me personally because it's about somebody else's perception of me, but I want to be able to control that reality. So feedback. Well, I understand it, right, Shannon? Right. Sometimes here's what's very important. Uh, and we're going to get to that at the end of our work, um, which is authenticity. There are certain things you bring and there are certain things you are and there are certain things that draw, that make you strong. Right. And those are it. And if for some people, they're not going to be their their preference. That's fine. It's a big pie. The pie is not small. It's huge. Right. And so I have many opportunities. So feedback will help you really start to gain the depth and the the insights that you need to become much more informed about how do I continue my path. And so the goal, where I'm going to go, people I know, people that inform me, right? The number three is what is it that... Um, it's important for me in terms of the, those insights and those uh, connections and feedback. And then network. How is it that I go in after I start to understand who is significant and what are my competencies and how is it that I deal with feedback? And the, the last one is network. So here's here's why it's important. That I know where I'm going for the next three, five years and that I know who I need to talk to is critical. But then how do I approach them? How is it that I'm going to develop what I call a pitch to say to them, this is what I need from you with honesty and sincerity. So the fifth component for your control, your your career plan is knowing that I, you need to get into the networking modality, not social networking. That's part of it. But the important one is what I call strategic networking. And that has to do with my capacity to understand people who have the power in the organization, the knowledge, expertise, political capital, networks, people who work for them and with them well. And understanding that, paraphrasing my my pitch to address the strength they have so I can network with them. Um, In the work I do, and we have a a series of programs that we have online, we offer the the how-to, the mechanics, right? Because it's essential. We call it the corporate success formula because it's really about getting all these things in place. And so networking, absolutely essential. And the best example is the relationship that Shannon and I have. Shannon, tell this story. This is the best example. This is a great story. So I actually am digging on my desk. I hadn't planned to do this, but I bought myself this book. (laughs) And I ordered this book on Amazon and it's called, Can You Afford to Ignore Me? How to Manage Gender and Cultural Differences at Work. And I bought it because I was in a place where I felt like there were, I was surrounded by a lot of very powerful men, not a lot of very powerful women. And so I started thinking about how I could change perceptions around me, not just of myself, but of my team. 
Uh-huh. I bought this book and I made notations in this book and I stuck post-it notes in this book. And, and then somebody said to me, yes, do you know, um, have you ever met Elizabeth Rodriguez Dennehy? And I said, no, but I've read her book and I love it. And I said, what, do you know her? And that's when, <laughs> that's when I found out, wow, I am one step away from this woman whose work I really admire and appreciate. And so I said, would you feel comfortable giving me a warm introduction to her? And so the woman that I was working with said, I sure would. She sent an email. We had a phone call. We met for a lunch. And um, look, I here we are. <laughs> Here we are. So it doesn't, it doesn't always work out this well. Um, but you know, you can't be afraid to ask because people generally do want to help you. And I think, I think before about you talking about building the robustness of your experience, lateral experience, having somebody, um, who can fill out your own personal board, your own personal chairman on your board, and you should bring people with different perspectives from different generations so that they can advise you in different ways. And I think that is, one of the things that is most exciting about networking is just being able to have that fulfillment of different views and aspects. And it's, it's consistently uh, allowing you to gain a little bit more understanding of what you do. Every time I meet someone, like in the moment Shannon and I met, I, I just always find it interesting to see what about my work, in this case, the book, resonated with her. So it informs me. This is the same thing we want to give to you. That's how it works. You reach out, people give you insights and and because you become more informed here's what happens when you're done with these five steps as you network you're going to be able to to reset your goal number one which is what do i want to do why because you will be stronger in terms of the information that you need to say to yourself i'm the right path or you know what i really don't think this is for me and so let me start to look at what are the other options now that i have people who can give me an idea of what is really significant in my life because of the information they're giving me and now that I understand how strong I am in this one area, I realized marketing is not my world, sales is my world. And here we go. And who could I call? Well, Shannon Gray, because she could be a, a person that can give me insights, her expertise, she could coach you, or, and if all of those things happen maybe simultaneously, um, she can give you a, a referral. You know, I know someone interested in someone like you so the the power of understanding what you want explaining it and it doesn't have to be accurate in terms of specificity i want to be the senior vp of the marketing department that's not it i really want to continue to work in the world of sales i see myself growing in this world most likely i like to do international sales and i'm eager to understand what other competencies i need to know more about and i'm going to go out and start looking for the right people to connect me to that path. That's control. Does that make sense? I love it. I think it's perfect. <laughs> and so I, I think, do we have any, any questions? I don't see any questions, but I do want to ask you to review your steps again for our audience. And I do also want you to tell everybody why you felt that this series, the series of three webinars, today's number one, should be free. <laughs> well, there, one of the things that happened when Shannon and I met was that she, I had explained to her that one of the things that I've, I've committed to do from last year on was to spend a, 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 a 
percentage of my time giving out and, and sharing my information because the only way people get access to me is through a, a corporation by which they have to pay money for me to go. And if you're lucky enough to be selected to be in the group, then you get a chance to have this experience. And I just found it intrinsically unfair, right? And, and at this time in my life, I'm ready for letting people know that there's more um, to what the issues uh, that they're looking at in terms of solutions and it's accessible. So I want to use technology and, and Shannon and I were talking about creating a series of, of, of venues that allow us to be able to offer this and, and, and offering this um, type of information on, on, on technology like Facebook, it just makes a lot of sense to me. We have a series of things that we want to do that to, to bring people into this more rigorous process and Shannon has written her book about time management. We're putting together a, 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 an environment in which we're going to launch what we call the Corporate Success Formula programs and environment so that people can interact. Shannon is going to be offering all of her knowledge and expertise on her field. And we will continue to bring experts that, that continue to inform you. And what's critical is you don't have to feel that you are limited by your budget or that you don't have access to information like this one. It's time. It's time to get this, this information out and to give you tools that work. I'm really not interested in having discussions about whether gender, no. We want to make sure that we're giving you tools that work and that make you stronger, period, end of the story. And that's where I come from. You are amazing and bold. <laughs> you are. You are. So that's, that's what we're doing. Run us back through the, the steps once again. And for everybody who's following along with us, whether live or later on recording, write these down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's here are the five steps. And by the way, these are steps that I've I've offered throughout the last 20 years of my life. Shannon and I, when we were talking about building this module, agreed based on her own experience, these were the things that she's also done. And so number one, where do I want to go? What do I want? Uh, you can express it as what would be my goal in the next three years, five years. You can express it as what, how do I define more what would be the role I want to play? It depends on your the way you think, right? But most importantly, you end game. And it's an end game for now, by the way. Before, we used to make a decision of one profession and we would die uh, 30 years after doing the same thing over and over again, no more. Uh, and that's fantastic. So for now, three, five years, what is it that you really want to do? Number two, how do I inform myself? And therefore, who are the people that can give me information? And that's becoming a bit of a detective. It's a lot of fun. But allow yourself to be very expansive. No fear at. And 99% of the time you, you get a yes. And number three, once you have the, the list of people that can inform you, make an assessment of your competencies, of the things you do really well. And if you are having problems with that one, there's so many books and so many references that you can use to help you with that exercise. It's absolutely paramount because once you understand what you're good at, then everything else starts to align. And another thing I want you to remind you, you're going to be very good at something maybe now, and right. then you'll get really very good at something 10 years from now. And that's fine. But we're thinking about your next three, five years because you're very young. And so let's let's just go 
that far. And so <clears throat> what are my competencies? And then how do I consistently ask for feedback? And if, if people are not giving you feedback, open up the dialogue. I really would like to know if that came out uh, well, what was it that I could have done better? And what are the areas for me to grow? Always paraphrasing the experience with honesty saying, it's about growth. I'm not going to feel personally attacked. And then the last one is understanding the power of creating the networks. And one thing I don't want to um, leave you without being aware of is the following. Not only the networks inform you, but here's what's very important. People get to know you by first and last name. And I can't find anything more powerful than the opportunity for people to really understand and know that uh, John Smith is doing this project and that he it has been leading this effort for the last eight months. Not someone. Yes. John Smith. So networking has a twofold uh, impact. Not only informs you, but it allows people to know you by first and last name. It's very powerful. I completely agree. And I think, <laughs> you know, the, the best the best thing that can happen is to be on the radar of people who are around you because everyone, people intrinsically want to help develop good talent. It's good for all of us. And I think that's one of the things that you said to me is all of our workplaces will be better if people can get more of what they need. And your manager can't always do that for you. They may not have the skills. They may not have the time. And so investing this sort of time in yourself, and I congratulate everybody who's watching is so important to the way that you feel and the way that you work. Is that absolutely true? And you know, one thing you mentioned about management, um, and if you're a manager watching or watching um, later, one of the areas in which we really want to work more with is uh, the area of, of the, the managers, because you're asked to do a, a, a tremendous amount of, of, of things, right? Between delivering numbers and also, again, managing people. And many times you're not educated train uh, adequately to do the job and so we we feel your pain and one of the reasons why I wrote the book I mean it's a book written for managers is to help unravel uh, the issues and clarify them with right. very very simple language yeah I, I realized that Shannon very early on it was not as much as you know women having a problem or men having a problem it was about how is it that we coexist and how managers can help us do that and the gap right. is there mm -hmm. yeah Definitely. Anyway, we're, very, we're we're I think we're wrapping up. Um, so our next topic is what's our next topic? Our next topic will be on January twenty fourth. It is at uh -huh. noon Eastern, which is okay. nine on the Pacific, and it is dinner time in Europe. And <laughs> <laughs> this is this is dinner time topic. Get a, get a glass of wine and join us if you're in Europe. This one is how do I get promoted? The promotion, promotability, and how do you do that? And I'm gonna I'm gonna be bold again it's easier than what you think and we can give you a pathway that's going to allow you to get there for sure we're ready for that we're ready for that one too so it's been great spending time with you we thank you from the bottom of our heart it sounds uh, cheesy but it's really true because it's <laughs> your time and I honor people's time so thank you for being here with us and looking forward to seeing you again soon all right thanks everybody take care Shannon bye bye, bye.